1: We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Sign with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett.
0: Thank you for joining us today. It is Friday, April 9th, and uh, what a blessing. It's been a good week and God has been so good to us, and uh, I'm looking forward to a great weekend. We've got a great uh, weekend planned. Of course, we've got our Marriage Seminar tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock here in the auditorium at Victory Baptist Church. And you're welcome to join us, all married couples, engaged couples. Uh, We'd love for you to come and uh, be a part of our marriage seminar. We'll have some refreshments after the seminar. And we'll probably go for about an hour, about 6 to 7. And we'll have some time for fellowship. And then we'll be getting geared up for a big day on Sunday. A regular schedule, drive-in service at 9 Sunday school, 10-15, morning service, 11, evening service at 6 o'clock, and uh, I'm sure some of you just think, why do you have to say that every single time? Well, I just want to remind you to pray, and uh, if you're not in the habit of coming to those services, we want you to come. If you're not in the habit of listening online or on the radio, I hope you will tune in and uh, be a part of our services this weekend. Uh, We're looking forward to a a great weekend. We're looking forward to a great day today, and I'm looking forward to the broadcast that we'll be together for a few moments here on this Friday. Happy uh, birthday this week, uh, today, excuse me, to Landon Briggs and Marie Lewis, and then happy anniversary today to Michael and Francis Bishop. And then tomorrow, happy birthday to Greg Carter Sr., mikey mosley wanda patrick happy anniversary to ed and lisa dickens and happy anniversary to curry and tracy roberts hope you have a great day uh, those of you today and tomorrow god bless you i want you to hear this song Um, i heard it on the radio a few nights ago forget where i was going and uh, i thought that would be a great song for the radio if you've not heard this song before it's a powerful message The name of the song is God Makes No Mistakes. And, you know, it's sometimes easy to sing that or it's easy to talk about it, but sometimes it's hard to really believe it and put it into practice when we go through hard times. But I want to remind you that our God, as for God, His way is perfect. He doesn't make any mistakes. We do, but God has never made a mistake. I want you to listen to this song sung by the Epley family, God Makes No Mistakes.
2: cry When she lost her little boy For a mom and dad stand broken Their son's life has been destroyed Have you seen old age take those away Who are special to our hearts Listen then to what I say God makes no mistake pride a river full of tears with an aching broken heart have you prayed and prayed but no answer came in an hour oh so dark weeping may into the night but joy will come at dawn and then my friend you too can say What the Father has to view So until the day He calls us home Let me say to you That God makes no mistakes He knows the path you take He brought you this far in life's way
0: for that song and I know it's a little bit slower song more contemplative uh, on a Friday and uh, I hope that uh, you were able to uh, hear those words and think about those words in your own life. Uh, God has never let us down. God makes no mistakes and the sooner that you and I come to that realization the better our life is going to be when we realize that God does not ever make a mistake. His way is perfect. Now, we make mistakes and we mess things up, but God uh, will always be there for you, always be there for me. I think about that song, uh, Oh, rejoice in the Lord. He makes no mistakes. He knoweth the end of each path that I take. For when I am tried and purified, I shall come forth as gold. You know who wrote that song? That was Ron Hamilton. We know him as Patch the Pirate. He wrote that song after he went blind in one of his eyes because of cancer. And uh, he said, Hey, I'm just going to rejoice in the Lord and know that God does not make any mistakes. And I'm thankful for that song. I'm thankful for that truth. And I hope that's a blessing to you on this Friday, uh, lunchtime. And here we go. Let's jump into Daniel chapter eight. We covered earlier this week, we covered the, uh, beast in Daniel chapter eight, the different beasts. We had the Uh, the goat and um, we had the uh, ram and we had uh, the the different descriptions of those beasts which represented the medieval Persian empire, the ram with two horns and then the goat uh, with a notable horn and then the the four horns that came up and then we said there was a little horn and uh, that little horn represented a man who became a king in the Assyrian dynasty from the Grecian empire. His name was Antiochus Epiphanes. And we talked about him and how uh, he was a wicked man. He was a cruel man. And uh, he he launched attacks against God's people. He went into the temple and he desecrated the temple. He set up a, a an altar there and. He offered swine's blood on the altar in the temple and uh, killed uh, many of the Jews and took many of the Jews into slavery and, and, uh, and this little horn literally wreaked havoc uh, against God's people. So then we get to Daniel chapter 8 and the interpretation is given to Daniel and it says in verse number 19, and he said, behold, I will make thee know what shall be in the last end of the indignation. For at the time appointed, the end shall be. Uh, I'm so glad that God knows uh, what's going to happen in the end. Uh, I'm glad that uh, we know what happens because we have read the end of the book and we know that we're on the winning side. But he said, the ram which thou sawest having two horns are the kings of Media and Persia. And the, the rough goat is the king of Grecia and the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king, Alexander the Great. And we see the description there. But then in verse number 23 we shift gears and in verse 23 the interpretation is given it says and in the latter time of their kingdom when the transgressors are come to the full a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up now again i want you to understand that there's the little horn in daniel 7 that is the antichrist there's the little horn in daniel 8 which is antiochus epiphanes but now We see in this interpretation at the end of Daniel 8, we see this description now focuses on the Antichrist. Now, I'm not so sure that Daniel understood the difference between these little horns. Again, this was all given as prophecy. And another reason why I'm not so sure that Daniel understood was because there are so many similarities between Antiochus Epiphanes and the Antichrist. If you looked at them side by side, you'd be confused. You'd say, those guys could pass for twin brothers. Uh, For instance, I think this is a good example. Remember when John the Baptist came on the scene and many people said, this has gotta be the Messiah. This has gotta be Jesus. He said, no, I'm not Jesus, I'm the forerunner. And then later, after John's death, people saw Jesus and said, this must be John the Baptist. It's like they got the two confused because they were so similar. Well, I think it's easy to confuse Antiochus Epiphanes and the Antichrist because there were so many similarities. But here in verses 23 through 25, we see descriptions of the Antichrist. Notice verse 24, and his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. Uh, He's going to be powered empowered by Satan himself. Revelation 13 tells us that, that the dragon, uh, the, uh, the devil is the one that gives him his power and his seat and great authority. We see in verse number 25 that he shall magnify himself in his heart and he will claim to be God and he will demand to be worshiped like God kind of kind of reminds you a little bit of Lucifer in heaven, right? He said, I will be like the most high and the Antichrist will magnify himself and, and by peace, he will destroy many. Uh, he shall also stand up against the prince of princes. And of course, you're listening on the radio or uh, on the podcast, you maybe don't have your Bible in front of you, but the prince of princes, that's a capital P, Prince. That is none other than Jesus Christ. Well, Antiochus Epiphanes, he didn't fight against Jesus literally, but the Antichrist will. He will fight against Jesus at the Battle of Armageddon when Jesus comes back on that white horse. And so he will uh, stand up against the Prince of Princes, but he shall be broken without hand. And what that means is that the Antichrist is going to be defeated without human hand, without human power, it's going to be the power of Almighty God that defeats the Antichrist there in the battle of Armageddon. It says, verse 26, and the vision of the evening and the morning, which was told is true. Wherefore, shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days. Uh, the angel said, Daniel, this vision is not going to be for some time yet to come, so you can just, just hang on. It's going to be okay. But then verse 27, it says, and I, Daniel, fainted, and was sick certain days. Afterward, I rose up and did the king's business, and I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. Let's talk for a minute about this Antichrist. Uh, I I do want to say this. I've mentioned it before. I want to be very clear. I think we all realize this, but the Antichrist could be alive today as we speak. And here's why. We know that Jesus is coming, and when the rapture takes place, the tribulation period will begin on this earth. Well, we don't know when Jesus is coming, and guess who else doesn't know? Satan doesn't know when Jesus is coming. So I believe that Satan has to, at all times, he's gotta have somebody ready. That he can put into that position and again, that position, that that person will be empowered by Satan. It's going to be a puppet is what it's going to be because that person will have the power of Satan working in him and through him. So the Antichrist probably alive today It's very possible Satan has to have somebody ready. But the description here in Daniel 8 says that the Antichrist will be one of fierce countenance. That word fierce, it literally means harsh. Uh, the Antichrist, oh, he'll be a smooth talker. But let me tell you, he is going to be brutal in how he uh, de- deceives and how he destroys and how he comes to power. The Bible says that he will have understanding. Uh, he'll have understanding uh, of the times and understanding of, of things that are going on. And of course he will, because he'll be powered by Satan. The Bible says that his power will not be his own. The Bible tells us that uh, that this uh, uh, Antichrist will, uh, will come in the pretense of peace. Uh, he'll make treaties. He'll make leagues. And of course, we know that the Antichrist will make a treaty with Israel. It will be a seven-year peace treaty. Well, he's not going to keep that treaty. Uh, halfway through, three and a half years into that peace treaty, he will break that treaty with Israel. And then the final three and a half years Uh, He will persecute, he will destroy, he will do all he can against God's people. Uh, He will persecute the Jews. The Bible says that the Antichrist, he will be broken. And Revelation 16 tells us that it will be at the battle of Armageddon that that Antichrist will be defeated. But then we get to the end of uh, this chapter and I want you to notice Daniel's reaction. The Bible says that Daniel... Bless his heart, it says he fainted and he was sick for certain days. He said, I was astonished. I was just, I was shocked by this vision. Say, well, Daniel, don't worry about it. It's all going to be okay. And yeah, that, that is a good response, I would say. It's easier said than done. But here's what I want to say about Daniel's response. Daniel took God's word seriously. And I think every one of us ought to take God's word seriously. You say, oh, what do we have to worry about? Jesus is coming back. It's going to be great. You're right. It's going to be great for us, but it's not going to be great for those that do not know Christ. And we ought to take very serious the commission that we've been given to take the gospel to every creature, to tell folks about Christ while we still have time. Can I tell you what's going to happen on this earth after the rapture uh, is going to be worse than any Holocaust It's going to be worse than any plagues, uh, uh, any uh, uh, devastation that this world has ever seen. It'll be a time of tribulation on this earth. And as Christians, we'll be out of here. But we ought to do all we can to tell people the good news of the gospel while we still can. We ought to take God's word serious. I hope God's word gets your attention. I hope we don't just read it casually. I hope we don't read it flippantly. But I hope we realize that every word of this book right here is the word of God and i hope we live it uh, i hope we take it serious and i hope we share it with others god bless you today i hope you have a great day and hope you have a great weekend and let's live on the winning side god bless you thanks for tuning in on the winning side yes i'm on the winning side thank you for joining
1: us today on the winning side podcast with jeremy coburn